Lessons in Attachment is the podcast where I am talking openly and honestly about some of the key challenges so many of us face in love, dating and relationships, especially when we relate to having an anxious and or avoidant attachment style. I'm Carly Ann, I'm a somatic practitioner with a focus on attachment and self-esteem. Driven by my own journey of doing the inner work on healing the past and becoming more secure, this podcast is where you will find top healing tips, other people's lessons in love, and a community of people just like you and just like me that are determined to break the cycle of insecure attachment. I truly believe that everyone deserves a healthy love in their lifetime. Welcome back to Lessons in Attachment. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of our attention and our focus and how where we place that focus can really influence our anxieties, our experience in relationship with ourselves and with others. And to be honest with you, like our overall just mood and experience of our day to day. So I'm Carly Ann. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. If you have been here before, then thank you for returning. I do not take that for granted. Guys, if you are not aware, I am the founder of the Attachment Recovery Gym, which is an online membership for people who relate to having an insecure attachment and feel really ready to be kind of like absorbing information, taking action, and really working on healing your abandonment wounds that are leading to these attachment difficulties. And inside the attachment recovery gym, we do that through different masterclasses, resources, meditation, somatic work, It's very practical as well as lots of information on how we heal that relationship with ourselves. It's absolutely a space for working on the relationship with you and soul searching. And yeah, like I say, taking action. And actually, we've just had our last romance reading of the year inside, but you can absolutely see the collective reading if you're to join uh, for December. And um, yeah, I've just also made a list of what 2024 is going to look like inside the Attachment Recovery Gym. And there's just so many incredible themes. We're going to be looking at self-esteem. We're going to be kicking off in January with obsession and fantasy thinking. We're going to be looking at inner child work. So much coming up. I'll share that list with you soon. But I guess I just want to let you know, because where do you want to be a year from now? You know, you can join us in next year. We're going to be having these incredible themes focused around healing abandonment wounds. And you can join for the whole year for 199. That's for the whole year. Yeah, I run six week courses for triple that price. So It's absolutely fantastic value. You can also join for £35 a month as well if you don't um, have or want to yeah, pay that chunk. Anyway, thank you for your patience. Let's have a think about your focus. So if I was to ask you, where has your attention been the last 24 hours? Have you been focusing on the nature around you? 
Have you been focusing on gratitude? Have you been obsessing over someone? Have you been stuck fantasizing about what could be, should have been? Where has your attention been the last 24 hours? And how has that made you feel? What kind of impact has that had on your day, on your emotions? Where we place our attention and our focus, it really shapes our experience. Joe Dispenza says, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. And as we all know, where we place our energy is so important. We only have a certain amount of energy, let's say per day. So where is that going? What tends to happen in my experience with the people that I'm working really closely with, perhaps like yourself, is that people will tend to focus on their anxiety. They're on the sharp kind of lookout for rejection. They're looking at the potential of being let down. They're looking at the mistakes that they've made. A lot of dwelling, a lot of worrying, a lot of ruminating. And where we direct our focus is going to impact how we're feeling inside. Some people that I'm working closely with will have a conversation with another person and really struggle to be present because they're just looking out for, is this person happy? Does this person like me? You're looking out for any cue, any sign of what this person is thinking about you or about this situation. And really understanding this connection between where we place our attention and how we're experiencing life is an important connection to look at. In fact, I would say that it's really important if you want to, you know, break free from self-fulfilling prophecies where we say, yep, that's it, everyone rejects me. And then we experience that rejection because this hyper-focus is often even kind of creating that. It's hard to form connections with someone who is never present. It's hard to form connection with someone who lives in their head and is constantly trying to read your mind or figure out a situation. Constantly dwelling on the feeling of anxiety, it really tends to keep it going. The more attention we give to our anxieties, the more pronounced, the more they take over. It's like, you know, you're shining a spotlight on our fears. We're magnifying them. And it gets to the point where they're almost overshadowing everything else. We're not able to focus on other things. When we're in this hypervigilant state, maybe as an example, we might be looking out for rejection. We become alert to even like the slightest nuances, turning everything into a potential threat. And what else happens is we can really struggle to problem solve. We can struggle to think clearly because we've moved into this defensive state. And when we're in this state and we're looking for threats, we're, we're in the opposite of our soothe state. And so we almost end up in this loop, right, of where we're focusing and how that's making us feel and then focusing there even more. You know, if you relate to having an insecure attachment style, especially those with anxious attachment, you might often find yourselves just constantly looking for that threat, 
And it is a protective strategy. I feel like that's really key to know. It will have been developed over time due to past experiences where you perhaps were on edge, perhaps were having to look out for your own safety. Perhaps if you didn't feel safe or you didn't have that safe base, these are very natural reactions that we build. If someone's experienced rejection in the past, their anxious attachment style is going to lead them to constantly seek reassurance, validation and closeness in order to try and avoid that abandonment. We're trying to protect ourselves. If I was to give you an example, let's say with my anxious attachment style, if, you know, really um, before I'd done all of this work, let's say, and my partner is momentarily unavailable, perhaps that heightened sensitivity that I have to rejection, that's going to trigger an anxiety inside of me. I'm going to notice that something has shifted here. And that anxiety is going to prompt me consciously or unconsciously, but let's face it, mostly we we kind of know we're doing it, but it's so quick and we will make excuses for ourselves. And it's going to prompt me to seek anxiety, uh, seek reassurance. And it, we kind of almost get just stuck in this feedback loop of feeling overwhelmed. Then my partner might pull back slightly because maybe they're triggered. That's going to confirm my fear of rejection and it just intensifies this cycle. And that is partly due to where my attention is, where my focus is. It's on looking out for whatever it is that I'm most afraid of. I'm using these examples of, you know, rejection and abandonment, but it might it might be different for you. Maybe you're focused on whether you're going to embarrass yourself whether I'm going to make a mistake, whether someone's going to realize I'm an imposter and I can't actually do this work. It's really going to depend. But again, I would just ask you just to pull back and really consider where has your focus been? You know, on the flip side of thinking about anxious attachment, someone with avoidant attachment style may be on the lookout for people getting too close. Again, a protective strategy developed to maintain that emotional distance actually which is like a form of self-preservation it can instinctively create space in relationships we we quite often see it that what we're looking for we will find it's like someone who worries if we worry about everything of course something is going to come true we worry about everything the odds are that something there is going to happen But that doesn't mean that worrying about it would give us a better shot at coping, at stopping it happening, or make it happen. Worrying is actually a really, really good example of, you know, if we put our focus on what if this happens in the future, what if that happens, and how that makes us feel, it can create such a real anxiety. If I'm ruminating on an argument that I had in the past, I can really start to feel that anger again. Now, something that I do want to say about insecure attachment is that it is true that being present in the moment, living in our soothed state where we are able to be more present, be focused on the here and now, that isn't something that comes naturally. That's something we really have to work towards. We have to practice our ability to focus on the here and now almost training our attention 
And that is, that's actually something that people will learn in therapy. It's actually something we teach ourselves. And this is something that I'm doing constantly over inside the attachment recovery gym, you know, really looking through mindfulness, through somatic work to really help people to retrain their attention so that we can be more focused on the here and now. It means that in our daily life, we're more likely to catch ourselves when our attention is somewhere that's not helpful or that is creating pain. We'll be more likely to say, ah, I can really see how I'm focusing constantly on this anxiety. I can really see how looking out for that is actually making me feel worse. And just as important as being able to acknowledge that, that you know, retraining our attention, it also supports us to be able to move our attention away from whatever it is that's not helping us, that those obsessional thoughts. And that's really powerful over time, because it means that we can focus our our attention on things that really create abundance within us that help to trigger off our soothe state, our state where we connect easier with other people, our state where we can think clearer, the state where we're more in touch with our intuition. When we can refocus our attention on areas that create more meaning, that create more happiness, That changes how we show up in the world. It changes our experience of the world. And it really tends to lessen anxiety, depression, stress. And perhaps it's really about thinking, are you someone who tends to constantly focus inward in the sense of your anxiety? What do I look like? What are people thinking of how I look? What do I sound like? Are you someone who's constantly focusing outwards on their reactions, the possible rejection, are they laughing at what I'm saying? That inward focus involves self-awareness and understanding our own emotions. And an outward focus really involves kind of being attuned to external cues and the needs of others. We almost want to strike a balance between the two. They're key. We do want to be able to recognize how I feel, potentially what's happening in this scenario, but we don't want to obsess over it. We don't want to get stuck there where we don't focus on anything else and we lose touch with the present moment. You may or may not know that I work with a secure method. There's six skills that I really work with to help people to move from insecure to secure, full of lots of tools, tools that include like mindfulness, gratitude somatic work lots of lots and lots of tools along the way but the skills that we're building for example is to be able to self-reflect to be able to reflect and notice where is my focus and how is that impacting me our emotional regulation to be able to recognize our emotions and how to shift them and change them so that we can feel and experience more balance And that is going to come down to where our focus is, changing our thoughts to actively question and reframe negative thought patterns, especially if we are stuck on a loop. Now, what can you do in order to help yourself? Well, perhaps just ask yourself now with this information, how can you move forward? What would your week look like if you were able to shift your focus and your attention? Where would you like to be putting your attention and your focus? How do you feel like that would help you? You know, I'm really keen on asking, where do you want to be a year from now? 
this inner work that you're doing right here, it comes with patience and it takes time. Ask yourself where you want to be a year from now with this kind of magic that you're doing. I really believe in you. Just ask yourself intuitively, how can I take this information and improve my week and help myself to feel more secure? For those of you that do want to work with me, that want to go deeper, I would say go and check out the Attachment Recovery Gym. You can find all of the information to the Attachment Recovery Gym and Becoming Secure by going to the description box. I will see you back here soon.